Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Hospitable Host podcast. I am Andrew, the director of product at hospitable.com. I am joined today by Mark Simpson. He is the founder of Boostly. Boostly is a solution for beautiful, full-featured direct booking sites, as Hospitable has also just launched our direct booking solution into private pilot. I think we'll have a lot to talk about today. Mark, do you want to go ahead and start us off? Tell us a bit about yourself, uh, how you got into direct booking, and what does Boostly do? Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, so yeah, my name is Mark Simpson. You can tell by the accent. I'm uh, from over the pond. I'm over in the UK, uh, and I've been uh, in and around hospitality pretty much since I was born. Uh, I w- I'm very rare. Most people in this industry fall into it from from another industry. Uh, I'm one of the rare people that was born into it, and so I, I grew up on a 200 acre farm in the middle of uh, the North Yorkshire Moors, which is near Scarborough, Whitby, two of the most tourist destinations in the UK. And um, I just was so used to every single day having strangers in my house. That was literally how I grew up. Every single day were strangers in my house and got to the point where when I got to the age where I could go and play at other friends' house from school, I was walking around like, where is everybody? <laughs> There's literally no it's so quiet. And uh, yeah, so I, I I grew up just being surrounded by people and just learning the ropes. Um, you know, I would do breakfast before I went off to school. I would uh, change beds at the weekend for pocket money. And um, I got to an age in, in my teenage years where I was in, a, in it so much, I just wanted to escape. And I really wanted to be a soccer player. There's just one problem with that. I'm crap at playing soccer. So oh. <laughs> I fell into coaching. Uh, got really good at coaching, got my badges and had an amazing opportunity to go to America. And this is 2002. So I would go for five, six months, use my H1 visa to the max and then fly back for like six, seven months in, in the UK and pretty much did that for six years in a row. And every time I came to America, I got to travel to a different destination, a different state, a different part. And it was, it was amazing doing youth development. But then in 2009, I realized that I wasn't going to have a career in this and came back to the UK um, fell into London, uh, fell into sales and marketing. I was working for Yelp, uh, the big review site. And yep. it was at Yelp where I really learned about the power of social media, the power of reviews, the power of Google, SEO. And um, 2012, um, me and my wife, we had our first uh, child, Alfie. And at that point, my parent had, had still had their business going. It was 25 years old at this phase. Yeah. And they wanted me and my wife and Alfie to come into the business. I'm the eldest of four and the other three weren't quite ready, but we, we, we were, and we said, yeah, well, we jumped at the chance. We thought it'd be an amazing opportunity for Alfie to grow up on a farm. And uh, for the next six years, that's what we literally dedicated everything to. We were in it day to day, running it again, back in hospitality. But my role this time was to help it get it all online, basically put all the tactics and the tips I had learned in London into our family business. And at this point, they didn't have a website. They didn't have a PMS, a channel manager. They weren't even listed, you know, on booking.com or anywhere. Uh, and that's literally what we did. And it went really, 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 really well. Like we took yeah. 25 years of offline word of mouth, whacked it online, and it spread massively. Um, I didn't even realize the hospitality industry existed before Airbnb. This is, this is amazing. <laughs> it's crazy to think, right? But um, because of that, obviously, word started to spread. And in 2016, I started to go to local uh, tourism meetings and I would go to these meetings and there was about 100 200 other hosts from Scarborough there and they would range from guest house owners to hotel owners to vacation rental owners and um, at these meetings I realized that so many people struggled when it came to marketing social media marketing email marketing direct bookings 
And everybody was bemoaning the fact about booking.com. Um, Airbnb was starting to take off in the UK then. And we had the Expedia group and they were sort of like saying, oh, you know, every single booking is coming from them. The guests are always troublesome and X, Y, and Z. And I just turned around to him and said, well, what are you doing to get your own bookings? And it was a blank expression back. And yeah. I said, and I started to look around. I was like, well, what help is out there? There was no help from the local tourism. There's no money. There's no funding for it. There was no help online. There was a couple of people who were trying to do it, but they were talking um, tactics that were out of date or just didn't work. And I thought, well, sod it. If no one else is going to do it, I will. And I started the hospitality community group. Um, and it was only created to help local host in our Scarborough area, Whitby and Scarborough. But because it was online, it was on Facebook and everybody was um, starting to join. So we had people requesting to join from Manchester, from uh, Liverpool, from Edinburgh, from France, Germany, Spain, Australia, and then America and Canada, and, and now all over the world. And we quickly grew it to a thousand members. And, and all I was doing was showing up every day and dropping a help, hint, help advice. Yeah. And, and that was it. And from the back of that, um, Boostly was born. And then we, uh, in 2018, we started doing websites and it's just sort of really scaled and sort of um taken off from from there now we've got books and we've got youtube channels and all the things that we're doing and it's just continually continually growing because i feel like the hosts now are realizing that they can't just build yeah. everything off airbnb's land yeah, so a big part of your your service still is, is is the education side of it basically like helping people learn the ins and outs and, and get better at it not just the software side that you you do yeah, my, my, my taxi spiel is that we give hosts the tools, the tactics, the training, and the confidence to increase their diet bookings. And so they don't have to rely on Airbnb for that. And it's sort of, that's our USP because there's loads of website designers out there, but no one, as soon as they hand the website over, they go, here you go, all the best. <laughs> now you've got to get your own traffic and stuff. And we don't want to do that. So we, we, we show everybody the education, educate the host from how to get diet bookings, how to get traffic to the website. Uh, but also as well, we, 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 we show the host how to educate their guests because this is the major part is I could, I could uh, re-educate a thousand hosts, right? But if they didn't re-educate their guests, then this whole direct booking movement would, would mean nothing. We have to re-educate the guests to explain to them what book direct means, what a direct booking actually is. Yeah. And you know, we have to explain to them that there is more than just uh, a booking on Airbnb or Verbo or booking.com. And, and that's literally what we've been doing now for seven years and continue to do so. Wait, but you're building direct websites. Hospitable is doing direct websites. Are we competitors, Mark? We definitely aren't. We definitely oh, we, we, work, we work nicely together because like every partner that we have when we're doing websites, everybody, every PMS and partner that we work with, they don't want to do the the ins and outs of all the the the, the website design comes with. And um, but obviously it's a thing that the customers and the hosts are asking for. And so what we've done is we create everything called WordPress. And then we work with Hospitable so that if somebody wants a WordPress site, uh, but they still want it to integrate with Hospitable, then we're the bridge and, and we do the connections. And that's like really where our USP now really sits is that little connection in from WordPress into Hospitable. And we're not jealous about that either. We're we're happy when our Hospitable customers use Boostly. That's, that's great. I think from our side, we're trying to serve all of our customers, make it as easy as possible. So you can spin out a direct website. We have 10 different templates now, and that's going to work for, you know, some, some good chunk of our customers. That's going to be all they need to take direct bookings. Yeah. Um, and we also provide the booking widget. So if you do want to have a more full featured site, if you do want to yeah, invest more of your resources and really driving direct bookings, then Boostly is, is an option for you. And, and we don't feel bad about that.
Just well, it, it, it all depends on where you are in your business journey. And we say yeah. this, like when you're just like literally fresh and you be into this, the free website that you get with Hospitable is, is fantastic. But as you grow in your journey, it's like playing a video game. When you start off at level one, you're scrappy. You're just sort of taking on board what you can. But as you level up and you get into that end boss, that sort of level up your skills, level up your business, you want to start to do things a little differently than, than where you are at level one. And that's literally where we sit. We sit perfectly in there. And this is why we work so well with hospitable and you know we're, we're really enjoying the partnership and what's going to happen over the coming weeks and months as well yeah, i was looking over your your site preparing for this and um i saw one of the, the kind of the sentiments that you identified as pride and we've been on this long journey um getting getting direct launched as a product and you know I, I, we'll be looking at some of our our hospitable clients current sites the way they're promoting and and until we had payment processing they didn't really have an option to use us. And so they were linking to their Airbnb from, you know, their own site, which should be taking direct bookings and that, that pride on their like, yeah, like it is kind of weird to say, Hey, here's my properties. Click to, you know, book on Airbnb. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, yeah, you should. Yeah. Yeah. It's, as soon as you do that as well, you are literally marketing and promoting Airbnb for them. It's, it's like, it's what Airbnb want you to do. And it's like, as soon as you send somebody to Airbnb, as soon as they leave your website and they go onto another platform like Airbnb, there's a ton of noise as in Airbnb are saying, Hey, you like this? Well, how yeah. about this and this? So you, you take away the booking process and that booking process is key. We talk about pride. We talk about trust as much as pride. If, if you, if you fail at any stage of our booking process then you lose a guest and it's, it's so key and crucial to do. And we, you know, we talk about it loads when, when we talk about don't build your house on somebody else's land. You know, you've got to build your own database, build your own list. But the main thing that I feel in 2023 is to not have a middleman dictating your rules and policies in your booking. Um, too many people, too many hosts are over 80% reliant on Airbnb for their revenue, but also for their guest experience and stay. And as soon as a guest arrives on your property, too many hosts now are feeling nervous anxious that they need if, if they do one thing wrong then they're going to get a really bad review on airbnb and as soon as you get a bad review on airbnb as soon as your average score drops before 4.7 then you might as well be on page two three or four because yeah. you know it's just how it works and it's how they, they they grab you in so yeah it's just all about showing that you don't have to do this on on one land you can do it multiple ways of doing it and we're not saying go cold turkey on airbnb but you've got yeah. to make it work for you and not the other way around Right. So, so we're kind of knocking Airbnb a lot, but they also play a pretty important part in Absolutely. this, you know, getting your business started, um, driving lead gen. Like, I think you, you kind of touched on the, on the different sentiments that got, you know, this whole direct booking industry started was, you know, some, some kind of animosity towards either the fee structure or lack of control over your guests. I think I looked back on our kind of foundational documents on direct. It happened before I joined hospitable. Um, it was COVID and basically the change in the cancellation policies when it became clear to hosts that for Airbnb, their primary customer is the guest, not the host. And that loss of, I guess, autonomy, that loss of, uh, freedom to be the your you know your boss of your own business uh, was that, that, that trust was broken like you said. Um, what do you think that 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 kind of that sentiment read is now for you and and the people you talk to with direct booking? It's it's still there. Um, I call it the Thanos snap. So obviously anybody who's watched any Marvel or Avengers movie, you'll know the moment that was building up to in phase one where uh, Thanos wanted to get all of Infinity Stones, click his finger, and then half of the universe's population would disappear. And I, I referenced that with Airbnb because there's been many Thanos Airbnb snaps over the last three years. The one you talked about with COVID was a, was a, was a major one because everybody was affected. There was nobody who was not affected um, because when, when they sent out that mass 
um, email that mass notification to every single one of their guests who had a reservation on their channel that they could cancel free of charge. It doesn't matter what the policy is of the host. So many people like lost their revenue by 50%. I know people yeah. who didn't come out of it, which was, which was, which was sucks. was a massive shame, but, um, it was a big eye opener. And then there's been other little snaps over the last three months, six months, year, for example, when they totally changed their layout, their booking process, when they totally changed the whole layout of the website with bringing in categories and placing you in different segments. And you just, there's some people that were on page number one that ranked really highly for built really good reputation on their 90% plus bookings coming in for it. But literally on day two, they'd gone to page two and page three because of how the categories and things had faced. They keep changing the rules and they keep changing procedures and they keep changing air cover and they keep doing all of these things. And some are good and some are bad. And what I'm also seeing as well now on the back end, and you'll be able to speak to more than this the most, is that the, the support that is behind the scenes is being less humanized and more AI, more robots mm. making decisions. And like you said, that they are a guest facing company. They will always prioritize the guest. And it's just, it's standard. It doesn't matter what they say, they will always prioritize the guest. And if you have a, a, a guest that will contact Airbnb support for whatever reason. They could just be having a shitty day. It could be that there's just something that's knacking them. And I've I've seen guests report a host for saying there's a camera on the property. This is not allowed. And all it is is a ring camera. <laughs> but they're, yeah. they're complaining going down that route. And Airbnb instantly, the the the, the, the way that the bots and the decisions making's made is suspend mm -hmm. the suspend the listing. And I know people that have got, you know, multiple properties, multiple things going on. And if they get suspended, then they can't get it lifted until they go through the appeal process. And that could take weeks. And then if you're 90% reliant on your bookings coming in and you're out of action for a month, and then you've got, you know, if you're doing the arbitrage model, which is where you've got um, landlords and bosses who are actually asking, where's your bookings? Or even worse, if you're doing the, 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 the rent to rent, where you're sort of covering rent every single month and all those bills and you can't cover them, then it's... Yeah. It's a, it's a risky route to go down and the, the sentiment is still there. A lot of people that I know, a lot of hospita hospitable customers that are using Airbnb um, and they have been over, you know, 80, 70, 80, 90% reliant on Airbnb. There's been so many circumstances of that where they are now going, right, this is the time. I'm no longer going to call myself an Airbnb yeah. business. I'm going to stand proud, proud and call myself my business name. Um, you know, wh wh whatever their business name is, and they're going to start building their own brand and they're going to start, you know, showcasing them, showcasing themselves, showcasing their direct booking website and not keep sending people back to Airbnb to make a reservation. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's not, it's not even a hard suspension yeah. to impact your business. It could just be that you fall off. Yeah. And you're page two, page three, and suddenly that's a material impact on your business. Yeah. So maybe that's a good segue into, so I, I'm a host. I'm only on OTAs right now. Um, how do I start to kind of funnel some of that traffic off onto a direct site? What are the, what are the best tricks that, that you have in your sleeve for that? Yeah, 100%. Well, the, the first things first that everybody should do, doesn't matter whether you've got one property or you've got a couple, is you've got to get a property management software. So you get your hospitable. So you've got your hospitable account set up, which is the main thing, because when you've got that, then <clears throat> that is your main platform. Uh, that means that then you can connect to Airbnb, you can connect to Verbo, you can connect to booking.com and wherever else you, you, you can connect to. And, and and that's key because what I see so many mistakes that so many hosts make is they'll start with property one and they'll just list on Airbnb, for example, and they've got that property on Airbnb. 
And it may be a case that they do it for six months, nine months, 10 months, and they go, oh, I'm not getting enough bookings. And so they'll mm. look at a Facebook group, they'll ask around, and someone will go, well, have you tried Verbo? And they'll go, oh, let me check out Verbo. And they'll create a Verbo account. But then they, what they do is they link Verbo to their Airbnb calendar. So their calendar is linked from Airbnb to Verbo. And the problem with that is that you're then building even more of your business on Airbnb because then for whatever reason, if you get property number two and property number three and you do the exact same thing, everything is pointing to Airbnb. So that the quick fix and the simple fix is instantly get a property management software tool. And instead of linking everything to Airbnb, you link it all to the PMS. Because as soon as you do that, then you can link it with payments. Um, then you can link it with X, Y, and Z, you can create a direct booking website and it all powers off one central hub. And that's the simplest win that anybody can make. And the cool thing now compared to when I came into the industry in 2011 properly is that there are fantastic tools, fantastic offerings that just weren't available back when, when, you know, in 2011, like there, there was no smart messaging. <laughs> there was no, mm -hmm. um, you know, Airbnb didn't offer up API links to the PMSs for ages. It had to be one of those dodgy iCals and it just wasn't, wasn't working. Yeah. And it, so you, it, yeah, so many things have come in now that is available now that they weren't back then. So they, the, it, it begins and ends with your, with your PMS. And then we sort of go from there. Yeah. So you, you basically, you need that kind of single source of truth for your availability. That is a neutral party, not an OTA that is competing against the other parties that you're, you're trying to connect with iCals that, that have a lot of, uh, not a lot of benefits, um, have a lot of issues. Um, Okay. And like Airbnb as well, they are very clever. They are very, very, very good at what we do. And this is not like, this is not slamming Airbnb. This is just trying to educate hosts to go. It doesn't have to sit everything on Airbnb. They, they, they make it sound like all you need to do is be on our platform. They even introduce smart pricing, which so many people do on Airbnb, which to me is bananas because you've got to realize when Airbnb is suggesting a price to you, it's only yeah. going to benefit one person and one person only, and that's Airbnb. Yeah. And like this is why you can't, have everything be the be all and end all, the one-stop shop. This is where you've got to utilize tools like your price labs to be able to be a third-party solution for that. You've got to utilize tools like Superhog. So you take the air cover away from Airbnb because again, air cover, fantastically marketed, fantastically branded. The problem is, is that it will benefit one person and one person only, and that's Airbnb. You take yeah. the get screening and the insurance out of there and you do Superhog, Guardhog, you use price labs. And again, it's you start from your PMS and you branch out and you go from there. You're not going to do all at once. The slowly little things that you build in as, as you go in. Yeah. And that is, that is kind of how we approached it is we're basically, okay, what, what do we want to take out of the experience? Well, okay. First we want to give autonomy to host um, Two, we're, we're not going to do big, big marketing campaigns that you're going to have to pay for uh, as you know, that, that gets passed on to you as a host through a service fee. Um, but we do want, the, the different pain points about knowing your guest. So that is something we did. Like we do, everything goes through auto host on our direct premium side. Uh, everything goes through super hog. Like we do want that, that damage protection. So it's, we think of the, the direct premium product that we have is really, it's, it's a hybrid that goes middle of the road. We're not an OTA, but we're also not a bare bones direct booking option, which we have. I think that's, that's more geared towards kind of, um, Maybe our hosts that already have experience, they already might have a tech stack that they like for doing their direct bookings and, and they don't want us to come in and say, hey, you have to do it this way. But for people that don't have experience, we want to have some guardrails on that for you. And we try and make it as turnkey as possible. And then, yeah, if the next step is, okay, the the site that we're, we're doing with hospital, we want to do more with, we want to take more control. Um, that's something where then they can look at Boostly and do even more to help them bring um, 
customers to them. And I think that's that's something we, we kind of have touched on the edges of, but haven't really dug into yet is where's the traffic coming from? So how do I how do I set myself up to, to really start kind of siphoning off some of that funnel that's going to an OTA and bring it to a direct channel where I can keep more of a payout? Yeah, well, the, let me grab this. So in this book, the book direct playbook, there is a chapter dedicated from driving traffic from your OTA listing to your direct site or to your direct business. And there are some very key bits of real estate in your Airbnb listing, in your Verbo listing, in your booking.com listing, where you can take somebody from looking at you. So taking advantage of all the marketing, out of all the SEO goodness, out of all the ad spend that they spend to get you onto their, to your listing on the OTAs that will then drive them to a Google search and back to your website. Um, the, the, the very quickly, like a 60,000 foot view of it is your images is one, your description is two and your profile is the other. So with Airbnb, you've got a profile. Um, so many people just put a picture of their face and they'll say, hi, my name is Mark. I'm an Airbnb host and I love travel, right? That is so redundant right there. What you need to do is you need to flip it around and what you need to do. Again, we talk about pride, being proud of your business. You've got to separate yourself from, from everybody else because right. the conception is still on Airbnb. From the, from the guest side is that people on Airbnb are just renting out their second home, spare part of their house, uh, you know, air bed and breakfast, which it was when Chesky and everybody started it up. It was just, you know, uh, blow up beds on the floor. That's what people still assume that it is. And you've got to get across that you are a business. This is what you do. You know, be proud to show off your name. So you go, um, hi, my name is Mark Simpson, founder of, you know, whatever your business is called, um, where you're located, which is key. And then you put in the next line, um, check out our online reviews. They're really good. Or you can say hi on Instagram um, at whatever your handle is. Now, what's really important here is you don't go start dropping domains, for example, www.whatever, because that will instantly get flagged from Airbnb and then you'll, yeah. you'll, get, a, you'll get a naughty, passive aggressive email. <laughs> but what you need to do is you need to be clever. Drop your business name, where you're located, and you go check, come and say hi on Instagram at, so, you know, yeah. the, handle and then you put your handle in so ours is boostly uk right and that what that does is it sinks into the person reading it that they're going to go find out more about you they'll go oh so this is not just a mom and pop shop this is not just a um you know a, a, um, a hobbyist host this is like a proper business and they'll go and google your name oh, guests are guests are savvy these days right they, they know that they, they they see the breadcrumbs you're leaving and they're like ah i got it i know otas are expensive i know that this person is communicating in a language that i speak I need yeah. to go get this and I'll probably save 10% by finding their direct site. Absolutely. So the, the chapter delves into that. And the other one as well is your images. So every image that you've got, try and incorporate your company logo within those images as best as you can. Now the Airbnb technology now does scan your images. So if you try and watermark an image with your logo, they will pick up on that. But when you've got the photographer walking around the property and taking pictures, how can you put in the property, for example, uh, a mug? So if you've got a picture of the <laughs> picture of the table or an up close picture of the kitchen, you've got a nice steaming cup of coffee, but on the on the on the cup, you've got your branded logo. If, for example, you've got a nice picture of the front of your house, branded logo built within the picture. So don't watermark it. Don't just try and throw an image on the top on Canva thinking you're clever because the Airbnb bots will stop that. But if you do it the other way around, you will easily get, get by it. That's and again, in, in the description, the first line of the description, you give your property an identifier. So loads of people just call it whatever, right? We'll just say, this is our house. It's a free bed house. Give it a name, give it a brand. So brand your property. 
So yep. for example, if you've got a very distinct feature about it, for, for example, it's right next to the lake, you know, you call it the, the Boosley Lake House or whatever you're going to call it to say, um, insert business name proudly presents insert whatever the property is called. So give it an yep. identifier. Again, you're starting to brand it. So then when people go home, for example, and they go after their stay with you, so let's imagine they've come to the over end of the stay, they've checked out, they're going back, they're at home, you know, they're stood at soccer practice, chatting to a parent, oh, where did you go on your vacation? They're not just going to stay, I just stayed at an Airbnb. They'll go, oh, I stayed at the Boosley Lake House by Boosley yeah. Business. It was phenomenal. Really, really good. Da, 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 da. And if and you can get, sorry. Googleable, searchable, Instagramable. Yeah. Now get the get the dot com for that name, which is yeah. uh, that was our first experience. So we're, we're right now we're in private pilot with our with our direct premium, and one woman had the best experience within 24 hours of setting up her direct site because she she didn't take our, our like our default kind of like hospitable rentals name. She put in her dot com, which she owned of her of her business name. Yeah. Within 24 hours, she had someone that was trying to book on Verbo, couldn't figure it out, saw that she had a business name, Googled it, first result, because she had the dot com, got a booking within 24 hours of setting up her direct site. It's like, yes. Yeah, it can be as easy yeah. as that. It can be literally yeah. as easy as that. And like the, the, the thing is that you don't know what you don't know. So many hosts who are starting, it can get so overwhelming. And there's so many plates that you've got to spin when you're first setting up a, a property. You know, you've got, uh, if you're doing the management model, then you've got to sort everything out in terms of the, the, the tech stack and yada, yada, yada. If you're, if you're buying the property and getting it ready, you've got to do the rehab and all of that, setting it up. And if you're doing rent to rent, you've got to set up all the furniture and all of that stuff, all those Amazon boxes. And it's, it can get so overwhelming. And when it comes to the market and it's always the last thing that people do. And this is where Airbnb do really, really, really well. Right. Hey, all you need to do, take a couple of pictures. Don't even worry about having a fancy for, like photography session. Just take a couple of pictures on, on your phone, upload it, and you'll be fine. You'll be you'll be live within minutes. There's no, you know, there's no certification. You don't have to go for a grading system or anything. They can literally get live within minutes. And that's what Airbnb's whole method and message has been for so long now. But people just go, that's easy. And then what's even better, because this industry is so in demand, it is crazy how many people, uh, doesn't matter what time of the year or where it is, it's people are on these sites all day long. They're either looking to stay last minute or they're looking to plan a vacation. So it's a very in-demand industry. And because of that, it is so easy to get bookings. And Airbnb, booking.com, Verbo, they spend millions getting in front of these people. So with that being said, you can, as a host, put your property on one site, depending on the market, depending on the demographic, depending on what time of the year it is, you can be pretty much guaranteed revenue and, and business within 24 hours. Yeah. Blessing. There is no other industry. Like for example, when hospitable started back in the day of the smart B&B days, there's no website that you could go on, list your business on it and be guaranteed to have customers coming at your door. It just doesn't work like that. You've got to build your brand. You've got to build, you know, your community base. You've got to do all of the things. The same with Boostly. Like we had to literally drag customers to us at the start. Yeah. Now you can see the algorithm working on Airbnb when you when you list a new property and you're like a new account, they're going to promote you. They're going to give you that booking within 24 hours. So you're an activated, happy customer. Exactly. And it's and it's like, it gives, but it gives you a release of endorphins and you feel good. Yeah. But the, that's a blessing. But the curse is because it is so easy, the marketing plate that you see spinning, mm. push it over and just go, you know what? Sorted. I've boxed this. I'm a legend. Airbnb yeah. will sort me all day long. Now, the bad thing about that is because you then become over-reliant. And then you become lazy and then everything. And then I, I liken it to doing the dishes. It's like when you come in the morning and you have your coffee, you have your cereal. If you put the bowl in the sink and if you leave it there and then you come back at lunch, you have your sandwich, you have your Coke or whatever you drink and you put it in the sink and you pile it up 
then at dinner time you come back and you have your main meal and all the drinks and you pile it up and then you come back at the end of the night and you're like oh it's a lot there i was going to leave it till tomorrow and it comes to a, a situation where it becomes so overwhelming you just leave it and that's what everybody is like when it comes to direct bookings and marketing your own business because they just leave it they leave it and they leave it and that's why they never come back to it and mm. i always say that prevention is better than the cure it's much better to be preemptive with this and start planning your business, start planning your branding and getting it into place at day one than being a year into this, being 95% reliant on Airbnb. You've never built a database. You've never built an email list. Nobody knows yeah. who you are. And then all of a sudden, your listing gets deactivated or you get a couple of crap reviews and you drop to page four or five. And all of a sudden, those healthy bookings, you're brassic. No one's looking at you. And then you start to panic. So this is why it's so important right. to just do the dishes. Just literally do the dishes. Mm -hmm. that's, what, that's all I say. Just do the dishes. Well said. Yeah, I got, I got that metaphor better than the Thanos one. I'm not a big Marvel person. so <laughs> That one I understand. Great. Um, we haven't talked a lot about the economics, which is great because it sounds like a lot of the things that either motivate people to get into rec booking or that motivate guests to find you, you're not exactly competing on price, but how, how, should, uh, how should someone look at the economics of getting set up on direct booking? Yeah, I mean... Um, so many people go down the route of thinking about it's got to be price, like price will always win. For example, they always go, well, um, you know, I'm going to set myself up to be whatever cheaper to get a direct booking, but not everybody looks at rates. A lot of people do. I, I do. I do see that, but a lot of people will look at incentives as well. And the best example that you can go and look for this is go look at the Marriott's website, go look at Hilton, go look at the big chains in, in our industry and in, in the world of hospitality and go and see how they promote booking directly with them. They talk about, you know, early, early check-in, for example, a welcome gift, you know, um, Hilton got very famous for its double chocolate chip cookies. Well, double trees. Yeah. Double trees. Sorry. That's right. And so, yeah, you've got to, you've got to be able to think about what are the incentives that you can offer to a guest for booking direct. And this is the thing you've got to re-educate them. So the best place to do this is on your direct booking website, every single Boostly website. And we've created thousands of them now, every single direct booking website on the homepage, we talk about the benefits of booking direct. We have to re-educate the guest about why they should book direct. And, you know, every host is different in what they offer. Um, we talk about early check-in. And this is one of the big hacks that I talk about in this book. And it's, and, it's, and it's one that wins so many times, but so many people don't do it. Is that, say your check-in time is 1 p.m., right? Let's just say fic fictionally your check-in time is 1 p.m. So on your direct booking site, your check-in time is 1 p.m. But you go to Airbnb, you go to your Verbo listing, go to your booking.com listing and put your check-in time to 4 p.m., right? Mm. So instantly they'll see your check-in time is 4 p.m. On, on Airbnb, but on your direct booking site, when they come and visit it, they'll see yeah. check-in is earlier. And if you think about the psyche of a, of a guest, say that you're a drive-to destination, they've been four hours in the car with the kids in the back screaming, you know, it's been a nightmare of a drive, traffic. They, they get to the destination and they find that they can't check in until four or five o'clock. But if they book directly, they get in yeah. early. Or if they're yeah. flat in for an event and they can leave the bags early and, you know, get checked in without having to like faff around with luggage storage and whatnot, it gives them that incentive to do so. And that's something you can give away at almost no cost to yourself as a host, right? I mean, you got to be, you got to have your stuff to go together on cleaning. Um, but if you can do that, there's no really cost to giving that incentive. There's no additional cost here because the cleaners are still going to do what the cleaners do. And if your property has always been ready for one o'clock, I'm not saying to knock it down to 11. You've got, yeah. you know, if, if you've always been ready for one, be ready for one, right? Yeah. You're not asking your cleaners to do anything special, but what you're doing is you're penalizing somebody for booking via a third party. Mm. It's exactly what Hilton, 
Marriott and all those big chains do is they encourage you then to, to book direct. And the main thing is, is if you do adopt this change, you've got to talk about it, mention yeah. it, have it on your socials, have it on your, your website, uh, have it on an email blast. You know, when a guest books and confirms a booking with you, you say, um, you know, Hey, uh, uh, it, this is your email confirmation. It's very important that you read this uh, in, important checking information. If you book with us directly, your checking time is one o'clock. A direct yeah. equals phone call, website, email. If you've checked in one of our third-party providers, i.e. Airbnb, Booking.com, Verbo, your check-in time is five o'clock. Yeah, no, I think that's great advice. I mean, like just generally in business, all right, price is important, but you never want to find yourself competing on price alone. Um, that's kind of a race to the bottom. Um, and that's, you know, on, on direct. So with our two offerings, we have basic, which there is zero fee added. You cover your own payment processing costs. That's it. Um, we are obviously amazingly competitive against um, the the OTAs that have, you know, from 14 to 25 to whatever percent uh, opaque booking process about how many fees are added on top. So like competing on price is not an issue. On the premium side, we've done some price experiments and Airbnb were generally 14 to 16% cheaper. And that's with a service fee that covers, like I said, like that hybrid approach. So we are actually covering a lot of things. We're buying wholesale prices for auto host, wholesale prices for Superhog. So we're, we really are trying to be competitive on price um, up to booking.com where I've seen us 45% cheaper um, head to head on a, on a booking with booking.com. Um, but what you're saying is sell the experience and you can actually take some of that savings don't pass it all on to the guest. You still want your direct booking to be cheaper than any OTA, but there's a lot of room we're giving you. And you can you can take our markup rates and say, actually, I'm going to mark up my direct channel another 3%, another 5%. It's still going to be cheaper, but my payout just got that much richer. Exactly. Exactly. And that's how we re-educate the guest about the power of direct bookings. And that's how we go and increase. I mean, I, I, my goal for everybody is to be at 65% direct, 35% over. Hmm. There's too many people who are over 80% reliant on OTA right. right now. And we have to flip that around to 65% direct, which is easily achievable. You just got to do the dishes. That's literally it. 30 minutes of new business every day. Uh, don't spend that time wasted watching the latest Netflix show or Amazon or Apple show, or whatever. Spend that time, that 30 minutes doing new business. And is this little tweaks that you can do every day? And if you think, oh, I, I haven't got a clue what new business I need to get started with. There's a book that costs 99 cents. It's called the book, sure. that playbook, right? You go grab that. It's on, it's on literally any form of content that you like reading or Kindle audible, go grab that, go implement one of those tips and start doing it every day. And you, you will get there within a year, two years. No, no drama. For our podcast listeners, Mark actually does have a book that he's showing us. I know you can't see that, but go out, get the book. Um, why don't we end it there? That was a, a great, uh, inspiring message to end on. Do the dishes. That um, was good. Thank you so much for that. I see that um, both of our both of our companies, I think, use um, the motto of give your, giving time back. So we can uh, go ahead and keep to that and give give our hosts the rest of the, their time back on this. Thank you so much, Mark. I, I learned a lot. I, I think you had some really, really good tips that I did not have in my head yet. So thank you for sharing that. My absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Cool. Where can people find you? Instagram is the best place uh, at Instagram uh, at Boostly UK, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y UK. Uh, come and say hi. Yeah, check out their website, boostly.co.uk. Thanks for joining us today and keep following us for great content. Thank you.